0: Welcome to the third episode of JBS Productions, November 20th. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: It's Thanksgiving special week, Jacob, and we are just high atop Sunville in 1901. We're looking at a beautiful morning sunrise. The high Today's high in Springfield, Missouri will be in the about mid-50s. We're looking at a gorgeous day for everyone driving home for Thanksgiving break. Uh, any thoughts, Jacob? Best, best Thanksgiving dish to eat
2: on Turkey Day. Ooh. Go. Ooh. Well, it is a crisp morning here. Um, just thinking about all that food. Didn't quite eat breakfast, so it's not really helping out the situation. But, <laughs> That'll happen. Um, on Turkey Day, I think, my favorite favorite ah. dish is just the classic mashed potatoes. I'll use a lot of... It's kind of a mash of all the, all the food on the plate. You just really? kind of mix it all together and throw it in the... Little know. pie
1: hole, so. a little, hot, hot, a little smorgasbord of, yeah, of exactly. flavors. Yep. Get some corn, green beans. <clears throat> are you a gravy guy? No. No gravy.
2: Not a gravy guy. Really?
1: No giblets and gravy?
2: No, more of That's a stuffy boy. Just leave her, leave her dry.
1: Now, what do you? What are you about to wash it all down? Are you a water, soda, lemonade?
2: Water or tea?
1: Oh, sweeter, sweeter regular. Unsweet. Unsweet. Wow. I a, sweet tea. Not. Pitt, I know you. You might have differing opinions on that.
0: Are you a sweet <laughs> tea guy? Yeah, I can drink uh, tea unsweetened because most, if it's pre-made sweet tea, it's usually too sweet. Mmm. Very. Mm. Like uh, I think it believes gold leaf tea. It's a Coca-Cola product. They have sweet tea and then they have sweeter tea. Oh. Both. Really? Way too much sugar. Not, not good for the old arteries. Oh, no shot. That'll, that'll give you diabetes in a week, let's be honest. Heart attack waiting
1: to happen. Oh, happens.
0: yes. Yikes. However, I will jump in on the old question of the day here. I think stuffing is the most, or at least the obvious choice for the best food. At really? Thanksgiving. Oh, mm. yeah. I can, I can eat a lot of turkey. You can put back quite a few potatoes, but never can get enough stuffing. Really? really? Always clean the plate. Stuffing does not, say, stuff you after a few bites. Oh, oh, it totally. I and mean, then, like, you, you never, you never go, can you go back for seconds? What's the first thing to run out? Stuffing. It's always stuffing. There's well, never leftovers. Mm-hmm. Leftover turkey. Well, you I just don't know. make as much. Yeah. True, I guess, yeah. And, well, hot topic, or hot take of the day. Should you make too little stuffing? Should more stuffing be made? Should there be a <laughs> two-to-one ratio on stuffing and turkey? I think there should be. I have an answer to your question.
1: Yes. I learned this last night, actually. Really? So I was at, you know, I've been in a relationship now for a year and a half, and finally made it to my first holiday, or I guess not first holiday, first Thanksgiving with the girlfriend's family last night. So we go down there and everything, and uh, we've been chatting for a while, and her father loves to cook turkeys, loves it. This man will cook from the day after Halloween until Thanksgiving he cooks upwards of three to four birds Wow and I asked him I said I said Now why why do you make so many birds and he goes well? I learned from my mistakes. I for one this is speaking about him. He goes I love turkey But on Thanksgiving we never got leftovers And so I decided that I would start a practicing my bird before the actual day And I also want plenty of leftovers, so I'm gonna go ahead and make my own bird so hot take Make your own sides if you want the leftovers, and just keep them at home. Don't bring them to the feast, so you can have them after Thanksgiving passes.
0: Wow, hmm.
1: it's a genius idea! The man, the man likes to eat, and the man has lots of darn good ideas about that. Smart man.
0: And that, well, another hot take of the day, I guess, would be when does the Christmas season start? Because a lot of a lot of these clowns playing Christmas music, and we still have. A major American holiday left.
1: So well, I tell you what, What's Thomas. The uh, I have someone very special and dear to me, and I believe all of us in this room. But I know this man very specially because I live with him. <laughs> Seen a lot of this man that I probably shouldn't talk about <laughs> on a radio podcast. Ooh. If I'm just being honest, but yeah. I'd like to introduce now Trevor Anthony Bereka. He is uh, has a very. Poignant opinions on this topic, Trevor, do you have thoughts? How are we doing this morning, ladies and gentlemen?
3: Uh, as far as Christmas music goes, there's just an issue in my mind when Christmas music is being played the minute that Halloween ends, and this is why. Um, I believe that playing that Christmas music that early kind of degradates the Thanksgiving holiday. It makes it where it's hard, at least for me, and I've talked to others who share this opinion, I'm not alone and crazy in this, Um that if you play that Christmas music before Thanksgiving, you kind of forget that Thanksgiving even exists. You have your quick six hours of you know lunch and dinner, because of course you reheat you know, leftovers from Thanksgiving lunch to dinner. You have, to reheat. you have those quick six hours to eat, and that's really the Thanksgiving holiday for you. Because you already put your mind into the Christmas mode.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I don't like it. I like having that Christmas music uh, in the month of December. I even like to bleed over into January. Really? I don't mind celebrating uh, after. There are some um, traditions in which that Christmas season doesn't actually end um, December 25th. So I love mm-hmm. you know, just listening to that Christmas music during that time.
2: So it's quite, quite nice. Over, thoughts? <clears throat> I really don't have too much of an issue with getting into the Christmas um, feel of things by listening to music before Thanksgiving. I don't think it really, really takes away from the specific day of Thanksgiving. It just kind of, Gets you set up and more hype for Christmas, and it just keeps on riding throughout throughout the holiday of Thanksgiving.
1: Why not have Christmas on Thanksgiving too? Like, just have part of that. Why can't Thanksgiving and Christmas music also be associated? What, what's the issue there?
0: Dude, I'd love to hop on here. Oh, so he's,
1: he's, on, he's
0: on board, ladies
1: and gents. He's hopping on the train. So All naturally,
0: naturally the uh, the so Irish awesome. side, Irish side of my fam, <laughs> pretty pretty large. 60, 65 people or so. so. Oh, boy. Naturally, we try to prioritize at least one holiday to all see each other, and that one just happens to be Thanksgiving. Now, we understand that because we prioritize Thanksgiving, we might not see each other at Christmas. Therefore, it is a tradition to celebrate Christmas together on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Wow. So the reason I don't listen to Christmas music before Thanksgiving is because I want to make it special to share that with my extended family Rather than soil it in October, personal opinion. But I know some people are big fans of the music. I can I can appreciate that, but I think you should keep it special. Also, I would also like to jump on uh, the bereka bandwagon over here. That there are 12 days of Christmas, and that it is better to celebrate a little extra afterwards than to celebrate too early. Personal opinion. Hmm. It's really think it
3: gives you you know kind of a maybe not a sacredness is what I'm looking for, but kind of a specialness to that day, a uh, specialness to that time, you play it, you know, over the course of three months, you're going to kind of get, maybe not burnt out. Some people really love their Christmas music. I'll give them that. Um, but it may not seem as exciting as if you had waited for it. Sometimes waiting for things gets you more excited for it. Hmm. True. So I really think if you really want to get in that Christmas spirit, I love Christmas. I just want to be the first to say that. One of my favorite holidays, if, I think it might be my favorite holiday of the year. Really? think so. That's a bold claim. It is a bold claim. I, I believe. It. So I think there's just something about the Christmas season. Obviously, uh, whatever religious affiliations you might have for me that might be special. Um, but I think that what makes it really special is just a time that all of my family has always gotten together. Um, one, you have a lot of school off for it normally if you're stateside and in college hey, or high school. That. Right? Yeah. Time to take a break from the books and really just focus on some of the things that really matter in life, your family. Not saying your studies don't matter. Saying sometimes it's nice to really spend that quality time. Recharge the batteries. Absolutely, <laughs> recharge those batteries. We spend some quality time with the people you love, mm. and so the Christmas season provides that opportunity. Um, I also love Christmas lights and Christmas trees and everything that, that goes in with that. So yeah, Christmas music, saving it for that time really makes it special um, for my family.
1: You have a specific type of Christmas music that you like. Are you more of mm. a Old style, like let's go out Christmas caroling, or are you more of a Feliz Navidad, that kind of hip hop?
2: Michael Bublé. Michael
1: Bublé. Mm, there are a
3: lot of options. You also have your Christmas trap music. Let's not forget. Oh, um, very true. I'm a fan of that. Country you know, Christmas.
0: Would, would that be considered sacrilegious? Keep the Keep the music traditional. Personal opinion. Maybe mm. not. Maybe Maybe venture a little deeper. Is that?
3: Man, I don't know. That worth I out? don't know. I'm gonna go with a. I don't know, on the Christmas trap music. I don't really have a strong opinion either way. Some people like it and get some hype. <laughs> uh, whatever it goes for them. you know. Hmm. But for me, I kind of like a lot of variety in my Christmas music. Really? Um, yeah, you know, just something to keep it spicy. Maybe one day you do want that you know, that uh, Feliz Navidad, a very beautiful
1: song. Um, maybe one day you want a whole holy night, more, more reflective. Mm. Uh, if I may jump in real quick. I believe uh, I'm going to ask the question that our listeners are dying to know. Um, would you give us, boys? I know this might take a segment, but we might need to warm up a little bit. Would you give us a taste of your musical ability by just singing us just a snippet of one of your favorite Christmas carol? Can we get Can we get a clap for Trevor? Burka, everyone, there we go. Man, I'm
3: honored, Bob. I haven't been asked to. To sing for anything that anyone would listen to before. I've heard you sing in the room, man,
1: and it's quite spectacular. And anyway.
3: oh, holy night, the stars are brightly shining. It was the night that the Savior was born. That's it.
0: Oh my, It's pretty fire. It should be what? noted. Bob was fist bumping the entire time he was doing that to the usual indefinite yeah. cheats. Yeah. I know That beautiful I, yeah. right. emotional,
3: emotional I feel it's like good. Beautiful Randy renditions the right there. Uh, that was beautiful. Thank you. You know, this is just another moment to prove to the loyal fans. I've been a loyal fan of JBS uh, Productions and just a moment to prove that there's a lot of talented and unique individuals that come on this show, uh, whether is. it's the hosts themselves or uh, the wonderful Pitt McGrath or any, any guest stars whatever else might come on here. So I just want to give a shout out to the community Uh, following JBS Productions.
1: Watching a beautiful sunrise this morning. Oh, it's gorgeous. Uh, Straight into my eyes. That's right. (laughs) I do want to talk about, I know this is something else we have other topics to get to, but real quick, I know Jacob and you, Trevor, are very passionate. I know you've been a believer in us. We at JBS Productions are a believer in you. And I know that you have a new app that you have an idea about. Would you like to give it just a plug, quick plug? I'm gonna refrain from giving the plug oh.
3: for uh, trademark purposes. Oh. I'm gonna keep it off the, off the, off the airs in order to really mm-hmm. unveil it. Um, really like, all I know is this there are people who wanna hang out, they just need to find a way to do it. Mm-hmm. They just wanna find a way to pursue their hobbies. People see the people. Stay tuned.
2: That's all you need to know. Uh, we'll come out when we're ready. Well, I think we'll move on here with uh, Trevor's hot takes. Um, Trevor, what do you got?
3: Yeah, so. You know, hot takes are a dime a dozen for someone like me, have a lot of controversial opinions, I would say. Um, one that I've been kind of mulling over as I was asked to speak on the show is the idea of the media in our generation. Um, and specifically, where I'm going with this hot take is, I believe that the media that we consume affects us, and moreover, we give very little thought to what media we consume. Hmm. Um, I think that a lot of times, with music, TV shows, um, Videos on the internet, um, your what have yous. When you listen to these things, watch these things, consume these things, I, mean, I think we just kind of think that we can just enter in unemotional, uh, unaffected by those things. And I think that during those times, we're actually being affected. Um, I have a small illustration point uh, from a book I recently picked up called The Tipping Point, Malcolm Gladwell, a national bestseller. Uh, He's talking about what starts a movement. Um, but he's talking about the idea of contagiousness and how a lot of things we maybe don't expect to affect us will. I want to read you this segment. I want to see if you guys react in the way that the book is suggesting you will. Have you, have you ever thought about yawning, for instance? Yawning is a surprisingly powerful act. Just because you read the word yawning in the previous two sentences and the two additional yawns in this sentence, a good number of you will probably yawn within the next few minutes. Even as I'm writing this, I've yawned twice. If you're reading this in a public place and you've just yawned, chances are that a good proportion of everyone who saw you yawn is now yawning too, and a good proportion of people watching the people who watched you yawn are now yawning as well, and on and on in an ever-widening, yawning circle. Yawning is incredibly contagious. I made some of you reading this yawn simply by writing the word yawn. The people who yawned when they saw you yawn, meaning while, meanwhile, were affected by the sight of you yawning which is a second kind of contagion. They might even they might even yawn if they only heard you yawn, because yawning is orally contagious. If you play an audio tape of a yawn to blind people, they'll yawn too. And finally, if you yawn as you read this, did the thought cross your mind, however unconsciously and fleetingly, that you might be tired? I suspect that for some of you it did, which means that yawns can be emotionally dangerous. Powerful. Mm. Now, I want to give a personal testimony to this. I was reading this in the car yesterday, fully awake. Um, had had coffee. Were you driving? No, I was not. Oh, thank driving. God! Yeah, not Woo. not a fan of reading Woo. and driving. Woo. Uh, Woo. Although uh, this hot take might suggest I would prefer that to texting and driving, but uh, that's another Ooh. topic.
0: Ooh. Uh, Don't drive intoxicated. <laughs> we'll Don't there. drive intoxicated. We'll, we'll get there. We'll <laughs> get there. Don't yeah, so uh, I worry.
3: am sitting in my car in, in a driveway, waiting on someone to uh, come out of the house, and as I'm reading this, I on. And I was really mad because I, I thought in my head I was like, "I'm not going to yawn," and then it seemed as if my throat was just itching. I couldn't help myself and I yawned. Uh, now the point—we just had someone yawn. I've yawned right twice since we started
1: this segment. Spilling out. Yeah, just and so everywhere. I bet you're yawning listening to this right now. Hopefully, because not a boredom, but because well, of the yawn. I mean, if you
3: are, sometimes the hot days can be stale. But I think uh, <laughs> I think that the point here this morning is that the media that we're consuming. We kind of consume unconsciously and unintentionally, and I think we need to put more thought into what music, what lyrics mm. um, we're putting into our head, put more thought into what TV shows, what movies we're watching, um, how much time we spend doing those things, social mm. media, TV. There's a big trap in our generation of just a very unconscious consumer society, isn't thinking a lot. About what putting in.
1: Question: Is it just our generation? And our generation, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you are familiar with the show, but we are three college-aged males uh, between the ages of 21 now. Happy birthday, Thomas McGrath, by the way. He had recently had a birthday last week, so birthday boy. But all between the ages of 21 and soon to be 23. But we do have listeners that are in all demographics. So what is our generation?
3: Yeah, I just want to establish, when I say our generation, I loosely mean someone roughly between... You know, the ages of let's say like thirteen to like twenty eight. Okay, you know, that's a that's my own definition. You might yeah. go differently. That's just a, we're just that's not scientific. We're just spitballing here. It's okay. just an idea.
1: We're just talking to talk. Yeah,
3: so I would say it's our generation, and, and to answer your question. I think that it might be the case that other generations could have struggled with it, but I think it's the case that they didn't. And here's why. I don't think that they had as much media to consume because mm-hmm. the internet, uh, because of you know, just the uh, a term we learned for class, just um, the idea that technology, everything's spreading from platform to platform. So we have so much access to media at our fingertips, more so than any generation in the world has ever had. Um, and so I think I, that might have caused, or been, not, maybe not caused, but allowed for this kind of um, quick um, desire seeking generation um, that sometimes can get really addicted.
0: So, would you, would you say that we should be getting rid of any derogatory media, like basically any Quentin Tarantino movie, uh, a significant portion of something like rap music, Grand Theft Auto, or most recently Red Dead Redemption, where they were criticized for allowing uh, the murder of certain beliefs in the, the video game itself, do you think the do you think today's generation can differentiate between negative media or negative portrayal of certain aspects of life and I guess through this media in real life? Mm. Do they have that self awareness to see the difference? Yeah, it's a tough question, and it, it's it's,
3: a, it's definitely a question that a lot of people have discussed. Um, you know, how much is the media that we consume affect us? Um, I'm arguing here that I think it does affect us. Uh, maybe not necessarily the case if you watch something instantly going to want to do what was in that. But subconsciously, it might affect the way that you see those kind of actions, and over time, continuing consuming media will you to consume that media, I'll you believe a certain thing. And so in response to what you're saying, I think yeah, I think the youth do need to be more considerate of what they're consuming. Um, whether that, you know, maybe that is Grand Theft Auto, or maybe that is, you know, like you said, a, what, a large majority of rap music. And I also want to differentiate here to say just because something has explicit content doesn't have as, as explicit meaning. Mm. Um, I want to give a great example for this. I love the show Breaking Bad. I know you guys, uh, you know, your are Heisenberg. I love me some Breaking Bad. Big, great show. Uh, I'm a oh, Brian yeah.
0: Cranston fan.
3: Great show, great show. Brian Cranston, great actor. Um, now, what I want to go with this is that I think that Breaking Bad is a quality show, a show that is not uh, Breaking Bad, but the show's about making methamphetamines. It is a very <laughs> negative content, of the show. However, if you watch the show, if any, if any of you watch the show, if you haven't, I'm um, gonna give you newsflash.
2: Spoiler alert. I won't,
3: I won't spoil. Spoiler alert.
1: I won't spoil too much. Spoiler alert for the spoiler alert. Is that what you're giving us right now? Mm, maybe, perhaps. Hot You've tabs. been warned. Spoiler <laughs> alerts coming next. <laughs> uh, I want to
3: give you this idea that Breaking Bad is actually a really quality show because it doesn't glorify his life. It shows a man who mm. seeks to get money and power and to get it at any cost, and the whole show is the story of his life. Um, and so when you look at that kind of media, you have to consider, um, what is this media trying to sell me? Um, and I think if you look for this example, explicit content, right? Drugs, sex, violence, um, all involved in Breaking Bad. But what it's pushing, the actual moral message of the show, is a man whose life falls apart from pursuing those things that are not worthwhile. So I think when it comes to media, looking at the message of the. That media is explicit in trying to convince you to pursue those explicit things. I don't know. Controversial.
1: but Question, which you may or may not have an answer. I think a lot of our viewers may be sitting, I know I'm sitting here thinking, wow, this man is right. The stuff that I am putting in my life, whatever I watch on TV, whatever I scroll on Facebook, whatever I see on Snapchat, it is not good for me. I would I agree with you that Maybe I do spend too much time on my phone. Maybe I do spend too much time on TV, what have you. What, in your opinion, is a solution for those that may say, you know, hey, I recognize that the stuff I'm watching is not beneficial to my life. I recognize that it's providing instant gratification to me, and I can see the dangers of that in my life. How can they change that? Or how can they, I don't think that's an overnight thing, Personally, I don't think any. I don't think. Not sure. I mean, that's that took years to develop, honestly, or at least several months. So, what is a solution to start moving in the right direction of removing ourselves from instant gratification and this media onslaught? Sure.
3: Yeah. Well, to start off, I think in terms of so you have two kind of subdivisions of this question. You have um, the amounts you consume that media, Mm -hmm. um, and then you have the actual content of the media itself. as far as the content goes, I think that's just a simple you being aware um, of what's going in your ears. For me, you know, that's a lot of times deleting songs from my playlist. Here's a, here's a very hot take. If you say you're listening to it for the beat, most of the time, even if that might be true in your intentions, that song is affecting you. Um, I had to get some songs out of my playlist that were like that because I realized that when I listened to them, I started to put myself in that state of mind. It mm-hmm. uh, wasn't good. And so, anyway, so as far as content goes, I think it's you evaluating kind of your um, movements, maybe, you know, things that are stirring within you. If you're like me, you get really into music, you enjoy music, um, you respond to music. Um, But as far as time goes, I think it's very important to set a practical, smart goal. Uh, For those of you who have heard of Mm. that acronym, right? It's specific, measurable, attainable. um, Realistic. Realistic and timely. Uh, Make sure it meets all of those criteria but simply just set a certain time and say alright this day I'm going to spend this amount of time on this um, and the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to have someone else that I'm going to text at the end of the day it sounds crazy it sounds like you're breaking addiction and I think that just proves the point of how addicted to media we are in a generation that we have to have accountability um, to get off these kinds of media if you think, that, you think I'm crazy um, for those of you that are normal social media consumers try going to 10 minutes of social media a day let me know how hard that is for hmm. you um, I know that I've done that it's been very difficult and I've had to have someone be like, Hey, I didn't you know I spent more time on social media today than I meant to. Uh, so yeah, as far as all the both of those guys, I think it's awareness and accountability that are gonna get you through that. Uh, but like you said, it won't happen overnight. It
1: takes time. True. Habits take time to change. Another question I had just kind of came up on my mind, I wanted to get your opinion on it. You seem like a very learned man, if you may. Well, there's a lot
3: more to learn, there's a lot of books
1: in the world. That a whole
3: college education. Just a little bit. Well, I mean, Missouri State University providing us with the best. Go Bears! Go Bears! loss to Bear, uh, Nebraska last night. Yeah, hey, that's all, all right. Right. We'll
1: we'll bounce. bounce hey, they'll bounce back. Much like the basketball on the hardwood. Anyway, <laughs> the question still remains, do you think our generation will, I know now that it's very common to have a drug addiction or an alcohol addiction or, I've even heard of sex addictions, but do you think that new addictions will arise because of this instant gratification? Do you think that in the future as our generation ages and as the even ones below us, uh, start to come of age. Do you think we will see starting to get self-help and addiction centers for even either social media or just you're addicted to, um, other online resources or whatever, you, what might you have for our generation? What do you think?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anytime you introduce a new product or a new, uh, thing to, like, consume, you know, you look at, like, addictions kind of are developed based on the availability of, you know, substance that is leading to addiction. We didn't have the internet or, you know, all these videos, social media, and let's not forget also that a lot of, like, self-esteem or um, self-worth related things are tied into social media since essentially it's a reflection of ourselves that we're trying to put to the world. Hmm. So how people receive that, especially when you can compare and look to the guy next to you, Um, who maybe got more likes or comments. Um... I know this is a big one. I've, I've heard struggles with, with friends I've talked to, a lot of the girls I've talked to have said they struggle with comparison on social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, uh, first off, that there's there's been studies, and, and I don't have those studies here, I and mean, it'd be kind of hard to cite them to you here, but there's been studies that have been done that have proved that every time someone receives a like, they get a hit of dopamine. Oh. Um, dopamine is incredibly addictive, um, right? It's, it's it's involved with drug use, it's involved with sex, and so, The point is that when you're saying, are there going to be new addictions? I think they already exist. I think that we just haven't quite caught up to classifying them, to helping people realize them. And like I said, if you want to prove my point, set yourself a goal for how long you're going to send on social media, and then don't make excuses for why you can't do it. I guarantee you, you you'll probably struggle, and you'll probably fail uh, within a few weeks. Um, I say that from experience. Um, So yeah, as far as, I think that this generation absolutely... It's going to have a hard time because and there's going to be all these new uh, addictions coming up, and they're going to have to be a you know, whole host of the medical field trying to help people deal with that. That mm-hmm. content's coming your way quick. You heard it here
0: from the prophet. So, Wendy, uh, on the most recent Apple update, they added a function called screen time, and essentially it tracks how much you use your phone a day, mm-hmm. yada, 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 in three or mm-hmm. Four different categories, being social networking, uh, games, entertainment, and then generically. Mm-hmm. Anything other than that. Thanks. Do you have this turned on, slash, do you have this accessibility on your current phone?
3: <laughs> so I don't have this turned on. Uh, for those who, who know me outside of this podcast, my phone is kind of old. I've been on I've been on, a, on Fritz with some phones. Uh, where they have an iPhone SE. It's basically a dinosaur. Dude, personally,
0: if they, if they kept making the SE but just updated the chip, I would get it every time. It's my favorite iPhone of all time. It's mm, the iPhone 5S. That's a hot tip. But,
3: but uh, uh, anyway, so no, I, I am aware, I've
0: heard of this, but I, I do not have this, this availability. But so I've heard that it,
3: it, it is useful.
0: Assuming you didn't just peek at my phone, what, what let's, let's take guesses on how much <clears> per day last week I used my iPhone. I did peek, so I'm, I'm gonna going to guess
2: there. three hours and 40 minutes.
0: I'm going to guess three
1: hours and 39 minutes.
0: Thomas? Well, you oh, okay. would be cheated by Mr. <laughs> Jacob Beck because he definitely peaked because it is definitely three hours mm. and 40 minutes on average. Dang it! <laughs> oh, come on! Now, can we guess the weekly total from today, or I guess, yeah, from today going back to last week on Tuesday morning? Tuesday to Tuesday? Tuesday to Tuesday at 7.45 in the morning. 25 hours. 20. 20? 20, 24? 20, 20 uh, so it's got to be somewhere in the range of like 25 to 27. Indeed. It is twenty five hours and forty six minutes. Mm. Oh yeah. Now <laughs> that in at first that really really stings because that means I spent literally an entire day, an, an entire day on some stupid cellular device that I really don't need an and I wish I didn't day. had. But um yeah, it's really honestly it's terrifying. But, you know, it uh it proves a point, like Trevor said, how we really should use our phones less. Now, I am all pro getting rid of phones. If we didn't have phones anymore, I wouldn't be that mad, honestly. However, I think those around me, um, particularly family, use this type of, whether it be social media or messaging, to stay connected. And I guess the the pros of social media currently outweigh the cons for me personally, so I'm going to keep using it. But uh, the amount of social media use a day is kind of ridiculous.
3: Here's a tough question. Is it a a problem of is it is it a problem that needs to be solved by a get rid of it or keep it, or maybe is there an in between solution that
1: involves moderation with social media? What do you guys think? I think you could have moderation. I think it'd be interesting to see how our listeners respond to this. But I vote Norbert, Mm -hmm. Thomas, even Trevor, you're a loyal listener. If we challenged our listeners, especially throughout this Thanksgiving holiday. 200 an hour a day, hour or less. On their phone for one week during this Thanksgiving holiday, because most of our listeners, let's face it, we're trying to reach the masses here, but most of our listeners are college students; they're going home for the holidays. What if we were to challenge them an hour or less on their phone, spend time with your family? I'm talking face or face-to-face talking, playing board game. Okay, maybe not board games. I hate board games, but you know <laughs> what have you? Just Watch see. a movie. Uh, an hour or less, and then we report back to them the following week.
3: I would like to say throw in there that if that if you can I believe go above that hour if that involves calling someone. Or okay, yeah, to, I think that's know. fair. Fair, but an hour or less doing anything outside of those two things. I think.
0: Yes, I like that challenge. I do yeah. like that. Dude, yeah. uh, so can we guess on how many notifications I got in the past seven days?
2: Twelve. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's,
0: a it's a little specific. bit of a low ball, but 182. How many? How many are we thinking in the past seven days? How many notifications have gone up have on Groovy. my phone?
1: I know you
3: definitely have pretty stuff tough. Does, Does that count? Does Groovy count?
0: Yes, every app that gives a notification counts. Bob, what was your wow, guess again? I'm gonna 182.
3: 182? I'm going to say 2,300.
1: Holy. Well, smokes. Bob,
0: you would be close if you were guessing per day, because we average. Or I oh, average 40. around 186 per day, with a total of 1,308 mm-hmm. notifications the past seven days. Wow, five hundred and fifty-one coming from GroupMe, two hundred and sixty-two coming from messages, and one hundred and fifty-five coming from email. Here, now, this is just the top three, but that might argue that, for example, one hundred and fifty-five emails the past seven days. I mean, that's a little over twenty a day. Hmm. I, you know, should be should you be checking your email that often? I guess that's a it's a greater question. Here's Turn the the thing. those notifications on. Yeah, here's here's the thing though.
1: I think we listen to your numbers, but. Quite honestly, I think those are rookie numbers compared to compared to some people.
0: Well, I would agree. And
1: I think that depending on your job, depending on how involved you are with organizations, or just how much you use your phone, I think those numbers are light. And so I think the question we should be asking is how can we a determine what is best for you, or what is best for you and as a person? Like, uh, is that are you getting that many notifications because of a job or um, for work or for fraternity or sorority or other organization that you're in, or is that are you getting all those notifications just because you're addicted to your phone and you can't get off social media? And now, is that the issue? And so I think based off of that, you really have to kind of do a self monitoring and just say, "Hey, am I okay with with that? And where do I move from from there?" I think we, that goes back to Trevor's point of setting goals of what do I want my phone usage to look like? What do I want my life to look like? What could I do with the extra time not spent on my phone? So mm. I, I don't know. I, no. I don't know the answer, but I think that's a step in the right, asking those questions is a step in the right direction.
3: I think, um, Norbert, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I think you've been kind of mulling this over for a while.
2: I've always been a somewhat firm believer that technology is just advancing way too quickly, and it just takes away from personal, um, personal communication or making the effort to go an extra mile to see one, something like that. It's very helpful, like, in the medical world, stuff like that, but I feel like the amount of time people spend on phones, the amount of joy they get from their phones is a little concerning, and I've always kind of felt like that. So I definitely agree with all the things you've said, Trevor, and would really like to push myself even to get off my phone more.
3: It's to outdoors, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's cold this time of the year, and a lot of places stay stay side, Maybe. It's all right. There's a potential, you know, buckle up, right? We're going to be outdoors, you know, have some quality conversations, play some card and board games, go to you know, a Chinese restaurant.
2: Write letters. It's write letters. Big
3: letter writing guy. I myself will write letters from time to time. Uh,
2: it's a good time. Read a hard copy book.
3: Mm. Read a book, period. <laughs> Just want you guys to know that your, uh, your quote from the tipping point, hard copy book, thrift books, uh, a lot of quick, good deals on there. Mm. Um, a good chance to read. Now, I know some of you are saying, oh, I'm not a reader. Well, a lot of people thought that too Then they started reading. You just got to find the right books. I don't believe that anyone's not a reader. Uh, or at least there are very few that actually are that claim that. You just got to find the right kind of book.
0: Dude, uh, two things. Uh, thing number one, I was almost named after Malcolm Gladwell. My mom is a huge fan. Wow. Right wow. before, when she was pregnant, she actually met Let me call you Malcolm. Malcolm Gladwell. and She was pretty set on Malcolm for up until I was born and... Dignified. One thing led to another, and then we landed on Thomas. But thing number two is uh, let's take a poll on when the last time I, Thomas, finished a book cover to cover. Ninth grade. Ninth grade. Finished a like just this just for pleasure. Any book,
1: any cover book. to cover,
0: um, any legitimate book. Like when I say legitimate, I mean more than like hundred pages. Yeah. yeah, I bet you read one over the summer i like tenth. Grade. Last time I read a book cover to cover was seventh grade. Oh boy. Wow. That's okay. It was a show interesting on. book. It was a book <laughs> compiled of different stories. It's hysterical. The book is called Shit My Dad Says. It's hysterical. It <laughs> <laughs> <They> actually <laughs> sounds like
3: an amazing song. They actually
0: made a TV show about it and it's the book is pretty hysterical. It involves basically this jackwagon of a dad and his son and the son tells all these stories of his dad just doing deadly things and it's Pretty funny. I've read it probably three times over. Big fan. Now, this is not saying I don't read regularly. I read articles every day. Mm-hmm. I read portions of books every day. Read the Bible occasionally. God bless. Keep it. I read I quite it. a bit, I but I don't necessarily read, you know, point to point, on like a, like a novel basis. Or mm-hmm. I think the last <clears throat> book book I read was either Brave New World or um, Harry Potter book seven. Deathly hollows. Big fan of that book wow. as well. I think uh,
1: something I have learned throughout school, especially as an education major, whenever I'm get actually getting into schools, is that I think our next generations, you'll see more and more of examples like you. I don't think you're alone in that. I don't okay. think that kids and I don't think that adults even are sitting down to read books, whether that be because they don't have time because they're substituting that for their phone usage, social media, uh, TV, movies, Netflix. what have you. Netflix, a lot of scrolling, a lot of scrolling. A stalking. Come on, you guys know you're Ooh. out there. Oh, Facebook stalkers. Everyone, everyone yes. likes to act like they're not a stalker. We all have stalks. Sorry, I've done that. But oh, I think a always. lot. All that being said, is that students now, if you're, I think there's a trend going on that you'll even get computers by the time you're in kindergarten, and first grade. Which, mm. better for worse, in my opinion, if you ever see me on campus or if you ever. Uh, want to talk to me about that. I think it was a terrible idea to give kindergartners, first graders open access to computers in classrooms. That is a terrible, dangerous cycle, and I think our society is going to pay for it. Um, there's no data or research to back up the effectiveness of using those computers in schools. Plus, it takes time away from reading books and developing those neurons and developing those your mind at, throughout those crucial developmental years in elementary school and even in high school, even more so in high school as you're Starting to develop yourself as a human and developing yourself in your uh, what you stand for, your decision making, the choices you make. It's a dangerous game. And I think our society is going to pay for it. But
3: I want to hop back in with a couple things. One, I don't, I don't mean this to say that media is bad. In fact, I no. think there's some beautiful things. There is. You know, I love cinematography. I love seeing like creative videos that people make. Movies are great, right? There's a lot of potential with media. There's funny stuff. There's stuff you can enjoy with your friends. What I'm simply saying is that I think we need to think more about what we consume and how much we consume Um, and what we're – opportunity costs, what we're substituting, what we're sacrificing to consume those things so regularly.
1: Jacob, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think our viewers just – all we're trying to say, all Trevor's trying to say, correct me if you will, but it's just a challenge to start thinking about what you're putting in your life. It's like eating healthy, Right. You have to think about what you're going to eat to best benefit your body. Like, I'm not just going to go eat Cheetos for lunch, breakfast, lunch, and dinner because my body will not function right. I'll literally just be an orange human. It'd be terrible. <laughs> but if we start challenging ourselves to eat healthier, or in this case, consider what we're putting into our minds,
0: then hopefully we'll become better humans for it. Dude, to uh, for my, my last two cents. We've <laughs> had like 20 <laughs> I've been sitting on this for a while because I've been sitting on this since the beginning. I've just been waiting. It's a hot topic.
1: Here. Let's just let's just hear it. Last um, last last.
0: Well, last it's not it's not a hot topic. It's uh, just the personal opinion on the acceleration of media. So I I like to think of media PO, like uh, treat media like you would treat the automotive industry. So when you create a car that can maintain speeds of let's say eighty plus miles an hour and just cook. With the you know miles per gallon, just you know you're saving gallons per. You, so people are going to want to drive. Let's say they would change the uh, average highway speed limit to 75. So like all of a sudden 55 becomes 75. Now you would obviously you wouldn't just send people out there um, blinded. You would train them on how to drive safely at 75 miles an hour on a regular basis. In the same way that I think increased media is not necessarily a bad thing it just increases the need for to teach balance to go outside to do something other than media Mm. i grew up around computers and video games and my family has a rich tradition of movies but i also grew up playing outside all day every day um going outside going on a hike going up to the old coal mine i mean just you know crappy little things to do in good old pittsburgh pennsylvania but I was taught balance at a very early age. Um, and though I don't read very often, I'm lo- for long times, I still try to read little things often and keep myself educated on politics and the automotive industry because I'm interested in sports and education reform and yada, yada, yada. So I think balance is key more so than slowing down media. That's just my personal take. I
2: think that's a perfect transition into life hacks. Oh, <laughs>
0: goody, my favorite part I of the I
1: got a show. few,
2: just a few for you this week, just some Thanksgiving life hacks, just getting the spirit of the holiday. Uh, my family's pretty big, and we go through a lot of potatoes. A big part of that is scrubbing these potatoes. It might take a long time to get all the dirt off everything. You can actually throw potatoes in the dishwasher, just run it once, no soap or anything, then you don't have to spend all that time scrubbing those potatoes. Wow. If I didn't think of that. That's smart. Yeah. Um, I said my favorite dish was mashed potatoes. If you're wanting to get those mashed potatoes looking a little more fluffy, you can actually just throw baking powder in there. Not not a whole lot, just a little bit, and that'll make them rise. Ooh. Make the appearance look just as good as the taste. well cosmetic. <clears throat> exactly. And then the last, we were talking about leftovers earlier. Yeah, we were. A big, big heating tip for you, for you all, heating up those leftovers. If you actually put a... Like a circle, a hole in the middle of the food that'll heat the food more evenly. Really? Um, yeah. It'll decrease the time you have to put it in the microwave. Hmm. Just create a little circle and then a hole in the middle.
1: Also, uh, going on this week in our November 20th segment, this is a great coincidence, but on born on this day in history in 1916 in North Dakota, one Thomas McGrath, an American poet, author and novelist was born and so if you're looking for someone to read a poet to pick up and enjoy Thomas go ahead and read yourself by a famous American poet so go ahead and give him a look and start reading away
0: dude uh, I share my name with quite a few interesting uh, artists him i also share the name with the director for many a DreamWorks picture like if y'all have seen Madagascar um, and a few other movies Good old Tom McGrath making quality quality kids movies, so that's right. keep an eye out.
1: The final segment of the day, ladies and gentlemen, viewers from around the world, is our song of the day. Today is a very special song overlooking our beautiful sunrise here this morning. Uh, thinking about all the things we are going to give thanks for on Thursday, all of our blessings in our lives. Uh, it's really good and re- to remind ourselves that life... Even though it might seem really hard, it's good, it's fun, it's a challenge, and it keeps you getting up in the morning, waking up, and just wanting to go and make a difference in people's lives. So today, we have one of my favorite country songs by Travis Tritt, Mm. It's a Great Day to Be Alive. I got rice cooking in the microwave, got a three-day beard. I don't plan to shave, and it's a goofy thing, but I just gotta say, hey, I'm doing all right. Yeah, I think I'll make me some homemade soup. I'm feeling pretty good, and that's the truth. It's neither drink nor drug-induced, no, I'm just doing alright, And it's a great
0: So, just to wrap things up, just like to give a few shout-outs like we normally do. Shout-out to good old Riley Hershey and Rachel Esmeyer for being uh, quite the fans of the show, to the point where one was livid at the other for not waiting to listen to the show. So, thank you to you two for All your excited. devotion.
3: Yeah, so, guests are here. I want to shout-out uh, to my amazing girlfriend, Mackenzie, uh, for driving nine hours and surprising me uh, mm. this weekend. She's a loyal listener of the show. You know, she's consumed on uh, the show. I've shared it with her and she enjoys it as well as I do. Uh, shout out to just you know, the dedication to the show and the
2: dedication to, to, to our relationship.
0: Relationship
2: goals. Any shout outs, boys? I'm gonna shout out my girlfriend. Um, yesterday was our year and a half anniversary, so that was pretty cool. Went out to Bambino's for a little dinner. Um, she hasn't listened to a single one of these, so she probably won't hear this, but... <laughs> There
1: we go. I'm just going to keep the train going. Uh, shout out to my... <laughs> Don't want to throw Robin under this. Beautiful, beautiful lady friend. She's also never listened to one of these, so she'll probably never hear this. But love you, baby. You're, uh, <laughs> you're just gorgeous as ever. <laughs> all right,
2: there we have it. Um, Hope you all have an amazing Thanksgiving. Great great holiday season. Don't know when we'll be back, but we'll, we'll be coming with hot takes. be coming back better than ever, baby.
0: Oh. Okay. Stay Happy Thanksgiving. Here. <laughs> yada, yada. I know who I want to take me home I saw you guys there. I was like, so, Trevor Barca is currently 0 and 5 in the horse game against What's this it? lady. I
3: don't want to talk about it. I'm upset about it. It a little bit of a shot to five. It's a mental thing. I Take me home. I know you
0: want to take me.